coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. Video gives us the opportunity to make stories come alive. I don't think that any of the stories that we've done together have been about the why. They have been about a person who has overcome something tremendous. Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience. We want to welcome you inside Spherical Media in this episode of The Hive Life with our first official guest, Molly Thompson from the YMCA of Greater Charlotte. I'm joined now by Tim Bear and David Kernodal. I'm Jared Latch. We have a number of valuable partners, as we know, and one of those has been the YMCA for some time now. Yeah, you know, they've been a great partner. I think it's almost six years now that we've been working with them, and Molly was part of that initial uh, team that we worked with, and she still is to this day. I think... um, What's unique about the why is that they have so many stories to tell, and we'll hear Molly talk about that too, but um, it's been a really fun learning experience for us to grow with them as well as they grow in their marketing. I kind of feel like with our journalistic background, those stories that we produce for the why really fall into that that puzzle piece. When we're trying to put together a good story, we usually are set up just like we would when we were on stories and news. So uh, it's it's a good partnership. They're always fun to work with. And how excited for you, David, too, before we get into this interview, about the opportunity because of all the different stories that are available. Yeah, so we've done everything from cancer um, survivors to uh, folks who have gone through some personal strife uh, with their families to how the why is impacting kids. Uh, it's great. It's usually all really positive stories that we're able to explore. And um, it's nice to see that aspect of the why and what they're doing in the community. We hope you enjoy our chat with our good friend, Molly Thompson. Your official title, Vice President of PR Communications, YMCA of Greater Charlotte. You've also spent some time in television in your career, which probably seems like a previous life at this point, radio, marketing, and that's why you are a fantastic guest, our first guest. Yeah. Am I your On the Hive guest? Life. You are. We did like a solo one last time, so you're actually the first person sitting down. This oh, is that's great. exciting. That's exciting. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's get into your current role right now Okay. with the YMCA. And I know you are busy because we have partnered <laughs> together over the last several years. Just take us through what you do on a day-to-day basis, some of the bigger things that you work on. Every day is a new adventure, but um, yeah, it's I handle internal communications and external communications for the YMCA of Greater Charlotte. Um, so yeah, my title is VP of PR and Communications, but I like to think of myself as the chief storyteller um, for the YMCA of Greater Charlotte. So it, that's a that's a fun role, but it's it's um, telling stories to our, our our fans out in the Greater Charlotte area, our members, um, and the community as well as our staff which is also often overlooked. Now, telling those stories, and one thing that we've all come from is the journalistic background, and you worked in creative services in the, in the TV arena. What did you pick up along the way that, that brought value to your current role now and in those stories you have the opportunity to tell? Yeah, no, my, my 
my TV role has been has played a big part in in this um, and moving forward even with the why and it seems like two completely different worlds but it really comes down to really understanding what's going to make um, a story resonate with an audience um, my audience is different it's not a television market audience necessarily but now it's a it's a member audience or families or moms or sometimes kids and so thinking about what's going to be an interest to them and what's going to drive them something that's going to be meaningful to them um, it all comes down to being able to identify that sweet spot. So I guess, first of all, let's bring up people up to speed. What was your TV background? What did you do before? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a, a senior producer, I guess, at the WLWT in Cincinnati. It's an NBC affiliate there. Um, before that, I worked in radio. So this microphone headset thing is, is a nice flashback to old times. But um yeah, I, um, I worked in creative services um, and basically produced promos, um, some news content too, but it was mostly about getting people to watch the newscasts. And so, you know, they could be, you know, long features or short promos, um, you know, to, to try to drive that audience to the newscast. And when Cincinnati came up earlier... When we were talking before this, uh, Tim mentioned Skyline Chili. So how many times <laughs> did you frequent Skyline Chili in a traditional oh, week? It was kind of a regular. I don't know about a, I don't know about a week. It wasn't a, it wasn't a per week thing, but it, it definitely is a highlight. To me, anything that you can put a mountain of cheese upon is a, is a good thing. So what do you think the strangest story you've been a part of telling since, uh, since joining the Y? Oh, since joining the Y? <laughs> I don't know. We've had a lot of strange ones. I actually was thinking about a straight, you, you had asked me about a strange story, and the strangest ones typically come from news just because it's just such, <laughs> this a, is true. such a basket of. Well, you can you know, go there as well. I can go there as well. You need to well. go back to the news vault. Okay. Sure. Yeah, the, the, the one that pops into my head um, often is we had um, one morning a tanker truck full of animal fat that overturned oh, on a wow. freeway. Yeah, these, these are the kinds of things that don't really happen at the Y. So. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. So, yeah, thank goodness. That would be a slippery class. Yeah, and it was the middle of summer, and so it made the city smell like pork rinds, and it made cars slide all over the, the interstate, and it was a really, really busy interstate where it came in with another major road, and so, um, you know, it was, a, it was a big backup. But from the creative services side, it was a lot of fun because we could create, you know, some cool, you know, tagline messages, you know, fat shuts down a major artery in Cincinnati, you know, it's, so it's, it, you know, those, those kinds of things were fun. But that was one of the weirder ones. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So in a public relations sense, mm -hmm. uh, give the listeners an idea of some of the application of video. You know, there's, there's probably some obvious, but, but what are some of the different ways that you utilize video in that yeah. sense? Yeah, you know, video gives us the opportunity to make stories come alive in a way that, that other mediums can't. I mean, we, we can write a lot of stories and we can produce content to share on, on social media, but nothing creates the engagement opportunity like video does. When you can see a child, when you can hear the voice of, of somebody who has been touched by the why, and you can, you can sense, you can get a better sense of what they've been through and what they've overcome, there is nothing better better than that. And so we use video um, for events. Um, we use video in, in social media. Um, we've actually used video um, in, on television in the, last, uh, in the last month to drive people to understand the importance of drowning prevention um, for their kids and for other kids. And so you know, video allows us to really make it exciting um, and, and draws the attention. I was gonna say VNRs are still in play, video news releases. Mm -hmm, so you're mm -hmm. still utilizing those. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I call you maybe once a week to ask for <laughs> B-roll. 
Um, <laughs> for a time, there we, uh, yeah, there was a stretch. For a time there, I was thinking, I was like, oh, they're going to kill me if I ask for a B-roll one more time. But no, just just having that as background. And actually, we're starting to incorporate that that video into presentations. I mean, nothing makes a PowerPoint presentation come alive by having video in it. And so it may not necessarily be, you know, a two minute story like we've done a bunch of those, but, but also just having video playing in the background on screen as somebody is talking about, you know, a program like level up, um, that we work with teens and, and cops and, you know, try to, try to decrease crime in, in high crime areas. Um, nothing comes alive like seeing a teen and a cop playing basketball together while you're talking about the value of the program so we try to incorporate that into a lot more than just showing you know on a on a screen yeah and for the PR people that are out there that are thinking about doing video they haven't done it before what's the process like for you and how uh, has that changed over the years I guess yeah so one of the things that I've learned since coming to the Y and and where we've seen the greatest level of engagement with audience members is when we choose a story that is not about the Y and that sounds really strange when you first bring it up and I always have people kind of look at me sideways when I say that but I I don't think that any of the stories that we've done together um, have been about the Y they have been about a person who has overcome something tremendous somebody who has been through something or someone who has a story to tell and the why serves as this great backdrop um that that and it positions the why as the organization that supported or make made this happen which is so much better than us describing a program or even showing video of a bunch of kids in a pool. Um, that that's what's important to me from a PR side is really it's not about you. Um, the ones that are best for you are, are typically not the ones that are actually about your organization. And that's a great point because we talk about that all the time that the brand is the subtlety mm-hmm. or the subtle part of the story. And it's about the story and about the characters in a, in a producing sense. And you are a talented producer because oh, we've worked you. together on several things and you get it. So it's nice when somebody gets it. But when you go to look for that story, mm-hmm. what's your first step that you're looking to evaluate or your go to? Yeah. Some of it is, is just the the comfort level of the of the person we're interviewing. I want to make sure that we don't over overstep our boundaries and put them in a position that would make them feel uncomfortable. But um, typically, I'll call people first and and just have a little bit of an interview over the phone or meet them for coffee and and just find out a little bit about it. And a lot of times, something will come up that we didn't didn't anticipate. So that process, I mean, to start really cultivating the story and understanding what we're after before we start shooting is, is critical. Um, you know, I know we always talk about, you know, length and how we're going to, how we're going to use it. That's the other pieces. I get so many requests inside of our office for video. And a lot of times the, you know, the first question I have is, well, how do you, how do you see us using this video? And that part hasn't been thought out and audiences may be different. You may want something shorter um, and and faster on social media. Um, you may have a presentation, or you have a group of people, or you're going to be showing it on an iPad one on one with people who we're going to be talking to about a financial contribution. And so, understanding who is who it's for and why we're going to use it and how we're going to use it is is the next step in that in that process. And then, of course, finding the best team to work with which you guys i mean spherical media has been like a our right arm i mean i think day one i was thinking about this the other day tim because a picture came up on my facebook page <laughs> i know where you're going of our very first um 
day together. Yeah. Um, and we gave you a name tag. I a still YMCA. have it. Do you? Yes. Oh, that, oh, that makes me so happy. We need to get the rest of you one. Um, but yeah, we gave you a YMCA name tag and basically we said, you know, you're part of the team today. And I think, you know, we did that on that day, but I think it really, that was, that was forever with us because, you know, that name tag, you guys ended up being a part of the why and every time you come out it's clear that you guys also have our best interests at heart and that you're also not going to ask a question or put somebody in a position that would make the why look bad i mean i think you also see yourselves as an extension of us which um which is really important really really important because i haven't always had that (laughs) in that event and thank you so yeah, much because we feel the same way but at that event there was a pretty high profile yeah, right. individual that yes. was in your presence <laughs> and yes. now I, was, I looked like a midget next to Michael Jordan <laughs> uh, holding a microphone up to him trying to get an interview real quick yeah that was that was an exciting day I mean that day Michael Jordan went around with the YMCA and presented scholarships to kids who likely wouldn't go to college without help and so that was a really great start for us and it was an exciting moment yeah, some of those reactions from those kids were awesome that day. I can remember that. But I think what you get to on the idea of a video partner, and this isn't to ask you to talk about how great we are, but more of what do you look for in a video partner so that people out there that are looking everywhere uh, start thinking through what that process is. Yeah, I mean, the f- number one is quality. I mean, I, I have I have worked with more expensive and less expensive and seen not as great quality on either side. And so I think that expense aside, really it comes down to the quality of um, of the video. And, and it's not just the quality of the shots. And David's a master. I mean, I, I have seen very few that are as, as good at, at directing photography as David. But, um, but also um, being able to understand what we're trying to get after as far as the storytelling, because um, oftentimes you know we'll go out and we'll shoot something, and in in back in the day, I used to have to get you know raw footage with time code and look through and choose shots and choose um, quotes and you know voiceovers and and we'd set something up. And you guys, I mean, we we you guys take it and run, which is great. I mean, you you know what we're after. Um, you're excellent storytellers yourselves, and so um, you know there may be some tweaks here and there, but generally when I see a first draft, it's pretty close to being a final, which is, which is helpful for us. It takes a, takes the load off of me. So talking aside from that partnership and that's the way we hope it works. And I'm glad it does work that way. (laughs) Uh, In terms of a video in a general sense, Mm -hmm. it could be as you apply it to the future of the YMCA or just in general, where do you see things going in the way that content is going to be utilized? Gosh, you know, it's interesting because I work with a lot of reporters and I work with TV reporters. I work with television reporters, radio. They're all using video. I mean, every newspaper reporter now is going to show up with a camera and say, hey, can I get a soundbite with you real quick after this interview? And at first it took me aback, but, you know, I, I think that, that that's where it's going. People, people are getting news and information so fast now. If you're able to attach video to it in any medium, whether it's social media or, like I said, I mean, to have, to have video available on your phone, if I have, you know, you talk about the elevator speech, what about the elevator video? If I've got a guy in an elevator and I, he wants to know about the why, you know, maybe I don't have to have an elevator speech prepared. Maybe I just may, need to make sure I have a cell phone. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah, I might, good. I might actually start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you, you mentioned it about price and playing in that world. Um, is there ever a point that you guys would compromise on quality for price? And how does that uh, factor into the equation, I guess, when you're making decisions? Yeah, and I guess the, in, the short answer is no. And and for a nonprofit to say that, I mean, I think that that's important for, for other nonprofit PR professionals um, because a lot of times nonprofits were working, you know, we're doing trying to do more with less. And, but you can't sacrifice quality. Um, and for the YMCA, I mean, we run like a business and our brand is important and it's, it, it needs to shine when we're, when, so really to look at this as an investment and not as a purchase, um, you can't sacrifice quality. And we've worked on some, some powerful and, and beautiful pieces mm-hmm. and campaigns. Is there one that, that sticks out in your mind it's oh, a hard question. There's so many. I mean, we're 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 awash with stories, so it's just fantastic. But um, I guess the one that that comes to mind um, first is um, Adia Strange. Um, Adia was a child um, who grew up going to the McCrory YMCA, and Adia um, was sexually abused by a family member that lived in her home, and even you know as a teenager. Um, she she thought about ending her own life because it, things were just so confusing and difficult for her. Um, and I think that that video was so powerful and means so much to me because I think it captured not only the details of Audia's story, but it also captured her bravery. Um, it also showed her spirit and spark and her ability to overcome those challenges. And it also um, demonstrated the importance of caring adults getting in the way, caring adults showing up, um, caring adults um, showing a child that they have value when they feel valueless. And so in this particular case, those caring adults happen to be at the YMCA. And so again, by telling Adia's story and not our own, the Y is positioned as a place where children can come and find caring adults who are gonna nurture their potential no matter their circumstances. I mean, that story was pretty amazing. She was so powerful. Mm. Uh, and and for her to open up, I remember when we started the production process, we were worried about how open she was going to be, how much we wanted to push. And she was extremely open because she wanted to share her story so that others could know that they can make a difference. I think um, the one powerful part that she talked about to me was she said, you know, I was going to the Y and that place was my safe space but people didn't even know that they were being that you know force in my life and and they still made a difference for me right it's that reminder that every child you never know what's going on in somebody's life and so every child is an audio strange and we should treat every child as if they've got something going on that that we need to to help them overcome and so that was a really special one we went into her home yeah we went into her childhood home and saw pictures of family members including the one who had abused her and how you could see the pain in her in her face of of trying to kind of if deal with that and and she was very um transparent and very brave in telling her story and it was it was one that i'll carry with me forever let's stick with the inspiration theme uh in a personal sense yeah who has been inspirational to you or someone that you still find inspirational or or really pivotal and in helping craft your direction yeah from a professional sense i mean i 
Um, one person stands out for me at the YMCA Greater Charlotte, and that's Michael Duvall. Um, Michael has, um, I have worked with him. He was actually the executive director of the University City YMCA, which is now the Keith Y, um, when I came to work for the Y in 2000. And so we've worked together now for 18 years. And Michael um, is a very passionate guy when it comes to the community. And he really looks at the why as his vehicle to do um, good, um, personally and professionally, um, organizationally. Um, and the other thing that Michael does really, really well is um, is lift up those around him. Uh, when he was my supervisor, which he's not now, but um, when he was my supervisor, he used to say that one of his number one jobs was to make sure that when you're looking out over to the sea of professionals, that my head was just a little bit higher than everybody else's. And that was something that meant a lot to me. And it, and, and I try to do the same thing for, for people who I'm supervising now, um, just to make sure that they're being developed and that they're being seen as, as, as the best. Um, and so, you know, Michael's had a, had a great impact on me. That's awesome. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, challenges are always important. What, what maybe is a challenge that's that stuck out to you in your career that you've overcome or had to face? Yeah. So one of the things that I that that is a, a part of my job is crisis communications. Um, and when you work in an organization that serves almost three hundred thousand people every year, there's adults and kids and teens and uh, and seniors. Um, things are going to happen. And, um, and we are prepared, I think, out of any organization I've ever seen, we, we have an incredible um, group of staff that oversee risk management and really put you know, things in place so that people don't get hurt and that we're there in case someone goes into some type of cardiac event while they're on a treadmill. Um, and so unfortunately, we've had moments where we've lost someone. And, and working with families and law enforcement and, and the community to, to um, be so supportive um, at that time is, is a challenge. Um, and it's something, you know, from a communication side, I, <laughs> I feel that I'm really good at it um, and, and hope that I don't have to use that skill very often. Mm -hmm. Well, somewhere I think we can finish up uh, with your background, the, the wealth of knowledge you have. You're just fun to be around oh, and work thanks. with. What advice for other PR professionals that are either at the beginning of the process of thinking about doing video or maybe they want to do it better? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What should they be thinking about? Well, first, it's, it's, it's lift your head up every now and then. I think that you, you, you kind of work and you're head down and you're in the middle of stuff. And I mean, at a YMCA, all of our professionals are, are working. They're running and gunning all the time. And they forget to look up and acknowledge the good stuff. And so as someone is thinking about adding video to their portfolio of work, um, to their assets, um, to look up. And, and take stock of what's around you and be intentional about going out and talking to people that you're working with. Because oftentimes, I'm not aware of the stories that are happening at a branch you know, that's, that's a 15 minute drive from me. Um, but I'll call people who do and say, do you know a story happening around you know, this theme? Or what have you heard lately? Or you know, have you had a mission moment? We like to call them mission moments at the Y that you could share with me. And, and will you walk arm in arm and with me as we go to this person and ask them if they'd be willing to be on, on video so that they're comfortable? But you know, video, it does. It makes your stories come alive. But the first thing is to, to 
look up enough to notice them. Well, Molly, we really appreciate your time for coming by, a relationship, partnership, the fantastic and important work that you do with the YMCA, which is really a centerpiece of this community. So thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks for being our right arm. So back here in Spiracle headquarters, um, it was a great time getting to catch up with Molly Thompson. She's uh, just such a genuine, great person and, and a great partner. Um, as we get toward the end of this uh, episode, I think we want to talk a little bit about, you know, what goes into the planning process. What, how do we schedule or shoot a shoot and what do we do with that? And I think, Dave, you've got the best insight in, you know, how do we approach that? We usually stack our days right early in the morning. Uh, we get there on site, kind of get a lay of the land. And then shortly after that, we sit down and facilitate some interviews. Um, and those are really the opportunities for us to flesh out that story and get a good grasp of what B-roll and support materials we're going to need later on that day. So usually our mornings are stacked with maybe a couple hours of doing interviews. We take a little break, regroup, get the team all with a good mindset to work hard and capture some good B-roll. And that's usually how we end our day is with that B-roll. And um, shortly thereafter, if we're needing like pictures or if we're needing some graphical elements, those are things that we usually discuss right after that shoot. Anything that we may be missing. I think one thing that stood out to me in the conversation on the storytelling piece Molly talked about with the YMCA, a lot of times the story is not about the YMCA or indirectly about them. I know that a lot of the examples that we draw inspiration for are like that, where there's just a, a subtle mention of the brand. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really like about those stories is not beating you over the head with uh, all this marketing jargon and sales pitchy. Um, it's really about those people that are involved with the why and the impact that they're making in the community. What, uh, you know, we heard Molly talk about a, a story that stood out to her. What about you as far as if you think back on stories you've had a chance to do with the why and, and what stood out and why did it? Yeah, no there's, pun intended. <laughs> uh, there's so many, but I, th- I think the, um, uh, there was a cancer survivor uh, and, and talking with her and how she is able to balance um, fighting cancer, being a breast cancer uh, survivor, um, being a good mother and a good uh, wife. All those things were really emotional during the interview process, and we had a lot of good support material to help tell that story. I, you know, she's a hard worker at the gym, and the YMCA really helped her kind of get through that recovery process to where she is back to full power, maybe even better than she was before the cancer. Uh, and those are one of those great stories that, uh, that I like to capture, especially with the YMCA. You know, the one I think back to that you and I were on uh, early on was the Miracle League piece, Mm, Um, because it was one of those things that I had heard of the Miracle League, and I, you know, I knew what it was, um, but showing up there, not knowing exactly what we were going to get, I I mean, I still get a little teary-eyed, I am right now, thinking of those kids and how happy they Mm -hmm. were uh, to be, you know, in a situation where they we're just like every other kid playing baseball. And um, it was really cool. And I thought some of the shots that you were able to capture, you know, running along with the kids as they were running the bases and uh, some of that perspective stuff was really, really powerful. And it, I think it, they still use that video to this day and it's, you know, four plus years old. I think uh, that was one of my favorites. You know, it's funny because those shoots are on a Saturday and I don't know <laughs> if anybody gets excited about having to work early, early, early Saturday morning. 
but it's funny, like after like your first 30 minutes, you've done some interviews and you're doing the B-roll, you end up being in the outfield with these, with these kids and these volunteers and you're fist bumping, you're high five and, and you just have this smile on your face. So instead of just being there for maybe an hour or two, like you're supposed to, you end up staying for like four hours, probably long past your welcome, <laughs> but you have such a great time. Yeah, that's a great story. I, I don't always think about that one, but you're right. We've given these storytelling examples, but I, I think a part of, of the wealth of opportunity with the YMCA and pushing their messaging, you think about the simple campaigns of, of drowning prevention and things like that. I mean, for us, we always speak to video with a purpose. And what we have the opportunity to do is share some really powerful messages that really affect people's lives. Yeah, and you know, I think also the YMCA in Charlotte is a unique organization as Ys go. Um, when I think of the Y over the rest of the country, you know, I never n- nearly, you know, had as quite a relationship as I have since I've been in Charlotte. And it's a powerful organization here and it's doing a lot of great things for the community. Um, and so that's also a plus in this whole relationship for us is that, you know, we're working with a partner that really is helping uh, people out and, and really making a change in, in the city of Charlotte. That's going to close things out. On behalf of the whole Spherical team, we encourage you to be creative and prepared. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life. You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spherical Media. Always remember, you can visit spiraclebuzz.com or follow us at Spherical Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.